Bruce Friedman of Adult Site Broker, and welcome to Adult Site Broker Talk, where each week we interview one of the movers and shakers of the adult industry, and we give you a tip on buying and selling websites. This week we'll be speaking with Leah Tannett of Pineapple Support. Adult Site Broker is proud to announce the launch of our new website at adultsitebroker.com. We've added some enhancements to the site, such as FAQs and a complete new platform. The look and feel of the new site are nice and up to date. The new site also has links to our marketplace and affiliate program. Plus, don't forget ASB Marketplace, the first platform where you can buy and sell adult sites and domains for free. ASB Marketplace allows buyers and sellers a chance to come together on properties that are valued below our company's minimum of $50,000. Don't pay for other marketplaces when ASB Marketplace gives you this service for free. Visit ASBMarketplace.com and sign up as a seller or a buyer today. And of course, there's ASB Cash the first affiliate program for an adult website brokerage where you can earn as much as 20% of our broker commission referring sellers and buyers to us at Adult Site Broker. Check out asbcash.com for more details and to sign up. Now let's feature our property of the week that's for sale at Adult Site Broker. We're proud to offer for sale a portfolio of eight Amazon FBA adult beauty stores. These brands have enjoyed steady growth over their eight years in business, with many products commanding a dominant market share in their vertical, with combined revenues of $3.4 million in 2021 and an impressive 15,000-plus customer reviews. Setting itself apart with its distinctive product style and branding, the business's winning product formula and launch strategy has been multiplied across different customer types to greatly increase market share and expand the business over time. The brands now number over 80 listings, including bundles, and they include lightning creams, lubricants, sexual aids, and other personal care items for adult intimacy. The products, which have formulas exclusive to the owner, have proven hugely profitable over time with the business enjoying massive gross margins of almost 40% with absolutely no advertising spend outside of Amazon. Included are standard operating procedures for all activities related to Amazon selling, meaning the buyer is getting the intellectual property rights they would not be able to find elsewhere. The business has massive growth opportunities, especially by marketing outside of Amazon in the e-commerce and -and brick-and-mortar spaces. As the current owners have not done much to promote the websites and have not sought a retail distributor. The business can be run from anywhere and it can be run by outsourced firms at a very low operating cost. The business also enjoys strong diversification of revenues across its major product lines, brands, and keywords, giving it stable growth over time. The business is run in a highly effective hands-off way with day-to-day operations managed by a team of outsourced personnel with the owner working only about 30 hours per week. The reason for the sale is the owners have been in the category for a long time and now wish to divest to turn attention to newer verticals they've already moved into. This incredible company is now only $5 million. 
Now time for this week's interview. My guest today on Adult Site Broker Talk is Leah Tannett of Pineapple Support. Leah, thanks for being back with us on Adult Site Broker Talk. You are very welcome. It's an absolute pleasure, Bruce. The pleasure is mine. Now, Leah was born in the UK, and she's been involved in the adult industry for almost 20 years. She's the founder and president of Pineapple Support, a nonprofit organization that provides free and subsidized mental health care and emotional support for all persons working in the adult industry. And I will say we are proud to be a sponsor. Uh, she started the organization because of a rash of suicides in our industry. Uh, she's now part of a radio show, or as we like to call them, podcasts with one of her therapists, Shelly, who we haven't been able to get on, unfortunately. Uh, it's called Pineapple Talk and is sponsored by the fine people at CAM4. The first radio show was three years ago. They're always looking for guests and topics they're passionate about discussing. They even talk to me. Pineapple Support has grown to almost 200 therapists and helped over 2,000 industry professionals, which I think is just amazing. And I don't have to tell you the regard I hold for what you do over there and, and how wonderful I think uh, the, the whole endeavor is. Uh, so, Leah, please tell everyone what services Pineapple Support provides. That was some fantastic research that you've done there. I'm very impressed. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it took me hours. It's, it's, it's professional. <laughs> I like it. Um, I, in, I endeavor to, uh, to be that, yes. Uh, so, yeah, so we've really expanded our resources over the last kind of 12 to 18 months due to, due to need uh, since the outbreak of COVID. Um, so we have the 24-7 emotional support service, which is kind of your first go-to if you want to speak to somebody immediately. The mm -hmm. person to be connected with is not a therapist. They are trained volunteers, and the communication is done via text. So mm -hmm. it's, it's if you're feeling alone or you want to get something off your chest and have an impartial ear to speak to, then, mm -hmm. then that's that's the place for you. It's run on a website called Seven Cups, so it actually takes you away from the pineapple support platform. Hmm. But um, it's it's been working really well, and it's getting more and more popular, which is fantastic. Great. Um, I think the the resource that we're most known for is the one on one therapy. As you mentioned, we've got almost right. two hundred therapists now. Uh, they mm -hmm. are across five continents speaking 18 <laughs> languages between them which is pretty impressive but we that's are amazing and it is it's it's so wonderful to be able to offer such a diverse um selection of, of therapists because you yeah. know we, we have a diverse selection of people coming coming for support so um so we need to be able to match that uh, mm -hmm. and yeah so that is um that's a pay what you can so when you apply for therapy, you let us know what you can contribute towards each session, hmm. and that goes directly to the therapist, and then we pay for the we cover the rest basically. Hmm. Um, That's awesome. And then on top of that, we have support groups. Every month, we have a different topical support group that runs for six weeks. Uh, we have three drop-in support groups that run consistently throughout the year on a Monday mm -hmm. for all performers, on a Wednesday for the BIPOC community, and the first Thursday of every month for men. And the support groups are completely free. You can drop in and out. They're commitment-free. Uh, it's a really great way to create and establish community within the industry, which is 
why we really upped our game on those during COVID because you know with everyone being yeah. stuck at home it was a really nice way to to enable people to connect right uh, right and then we do webinars every month we do workshops we do events so we did a happiness event we've done healing through kink we've done a two-day event on relationships and these are all sponsored events so if anyone wants to get involved in something like that you can drop me an email and uh, we can work out we can work out a plan fabulous Um, so yeah and in person at the shows we have therapists available uh, as much as possible anything mental health related if we can afford it we're there Well, and that all comes from the sponsors. So I'm going to I'm going to make the challenge that uh, that I've talked to you about uh, making to people. Look, if you're not a sponsor of Pineapple Support, you should be a sponsor of Pineapple Support. And I don't I don't care if you're a solo performer that does pretty well or a company. If you're a company, you don't have an excuse. Okay, we're not a big company, and we're a sponsor. So everyone should be a sponsor. Everyone should be a sponsor in some way, shape, or form. Leah, do you, do you ever stop and look at where this started and where it is now? It's got it's got to be pretty amazing to you. It is. I think it's been such a, a fast moving train. Yeah, whirlwind. Um, sure. I forget. Mm-hmm. I forget how big it is, and yeah. because you know it, it, it's been what. It'll be four, four years, three years, four years, um, yeah. four years in in April, and yeah. the the yeah the rate at which it's yeah. grown, particularly I mean during during COVID, that really you know uh, the amount of people coming for therapy doubled, tripled, and now it's I mean, we were having about thirty people a month requesting mm-hmm. therapy. Now it's one hundred and eighty. Wow. And I'm just very, very grateful that we started when we did because it put us in a position that we were financially able to to continue providing the same level of support. Right. Uh, obviously, we needed to go on a huge, huge mission to uh, collect some more, some more donations and mm-hmm. um, work with more sponsors. But the fact that we were able to do that was... Um, just incredible, and I'm I'm very very grateful to everyone that supports us and and uh, ensure that we could continue. Absolutely. But, uh, no, no, it is it's, absolutely. It's, yeah. How has 2021 been for your organization? Challenging, for sure. Uh, with the increase in people coming for therapy, we were having to look at ways in which we could continue. We could continue doing what we were doing on a much lower, a, a much tighter budget. Uh, right. As I said, we, we did we did onboard a lot a lot more sponsors, but right. not at the same ratio as we were taking on new clients. Right. So, so trying to think outside the box and figure out ways that we could provide as much support as possible uh, with mm. with the money that we had. Um, and at the end of twenty, it was the end of twenty twenty, beginning of twenty twenty one. We reached out to our therapists. We actually had and to see if anyone could offer us reduced rates. And help out. We've had a number of therapists that worked for a month, two months for free. They reduced their rates for us for a few months just to let us get nice. us back on our feet. So it was nice. it was a really big community effort with everyone mm-hmm. involved in the organization. Um, we've had some restructuring. So I'm now CEO, not president. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, uh, Alison Bowden has taken over the the president's role. Oh, uh, really? I didn't know that. 
Yeah. No, it's been we've we've had a lot of change. Um, we closed down the UK charity, so it's all run from from the US now, which makes much more sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's been there's been a lot happening internally, and at the same time, having to shake things up a little bit uh, to to ensure that we could continue providing the resources that we are and. I think the other really challenging part of this is not having that one-on-one contact with the content creators because right. when you're at the shows all the time and you've got you know the booths and you're going to the uh, presentations, you know, and obviously there's all these online events, but it gets a little bit much. Um, there's only so sure. many Zoom, Zoom presentations you can watch. Um, but trying to actually understand what the performers want and need. Yeah. And when you, you know, if you're stuck in an office, there's, yeah, you can look through Twitter, you can see what people are actually reaching out to tell you, but it's, it's hard to, to actually gauge what's really happening in the industry when you're, uh, right. when, yeah, when you're stuck in a little white box. Yeah. The shows are, the shows are so important for everybody. And I would think for you guys more than anyone. Yes. Yeah. For, for, for all, you know, from all aspects as when it comes to looking for sponsorships, I think it's very important. Mm-hmm. If someone's going to give a big chunk of money to an organization without, I mean, yeah, there are, there are sponsor benefits, of course, but at the end of the day, you are giving money for nothing. Yeah. You're giving money for a good cause. Right. You want to know that the person you're giving it to is a, a, a good person, a decent person. You want to get a right. feel for that person. And, and it's very hard to approach new sponsors when they haven't they haven't physically met you. Yeah, yeah. You want to have a drink at the bar or maybe a meal and yeah, talk a little bit, have a meeting, and, and have a chance to uh, get to know each other on a personal level. Exactly. Yeah, I, I understand. And by the way, you mentioned Allie's involved now as president. That's amazing. She is an incredible lady, so congratulations on that. Um Maybe she might want to come on the podcast sometime. I'd love to have her on. Um, you had a mental health summit recently. How did that go? Oh, it was wonderful. I, lo- I love the summits. Uh, we we are able to we're able to give so much information, and w- w- because this year we opened it up to to sponsors, yeah, so, uh, to multiple sponsors, we managed to get a lot more promotion, a lot more people attending, and I know that the videos are now. The, the recordings uh, will be shared across multiple platforms and, and we'll get have a much, much wider reach. Um, awesome. The video should be, should be out very soon on our, on our YouTube channel if they're all getting edited right now. Fabulous. So what's planned for 2022? Well, we had uh, the in-person retreat in LA, which was fantastic. So it would be nice to do right. some more of, of those. Um, mm-hmm. More shows, more sponsors, continue doing what we're doing, really try and work on connecting with the content creators more. And we've mm-hmm. just, um, we, we recently created a uh, diversity committee, which we opened up to, to those in the industry to join. And that's been going wonderfully. So it'd be great to, it's great to hear other people's voices, you know. As, sure as a kind of middle-class cisgender white woman, it's, <laughs> you know, you can do all in your mind, you can do what you think is, is the correct thing, but you can't, 
it's impossible to know without without other voices and without other um without other opinions so sure. so i'm really i'm really really happy that that's moving forward and we've got so much support there from within the industry and so many ideas coming through so so that's going to be a big focus for 2022 to make sure that we are as inclusive as possible and yeah travel some more hmm. see people get more involved uh, catch up on those hugs yes <laughs> so many hugs <laughs> yes indeed I miss your hug. I definitely miss your hug. Um, let's talk a bit about your podcast. What message do you hope to provide through it? So this podcast is done through a mainstream um, company. Mm-hmm. So the, the previous one was on Demon Seed Radio, which was fantastic. It was going out to people who you know were specifically either in the industry or wanted to listen to an industry focused podcast. Whereas this mm-hmm. one is with it being with a, a mainstream company, we're getting a, a completely different audience. Interesting. Uh, so with that in mind, the the idea really is to humanize the industry, to take down some stigma, to to show those who are tuning in that the the porn industry, the adult industry is a, a big business, very sure. serious place to be you know and just because there's tits and ass doesn't make it (laughs) doesn't make it a viable business um and to to rehumanize to rehumanize those that uh that are working in front of the camera that's awesome now how do you find your guests i mean i know you ran into me downtown i was you know down and out on skid row one night um (laughs) but um but but how do you how do you find the rest of your guests most of them are my friends. <laughs> <laughs> In Skid Row. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, most most are friends, I shall admit. And then there are I mean, we always reach out to our ambassadors and ask them if they want to get involved. And mm-hmm. uh, we you know, we people that have met along the way and sure. maybe have contacted us through social media not mm-hmm. regarding um therapy because we won't um we wouldn't put anyone in that position but there's a lot of people sure. that have got in touch and say you know we, we i'd love to get involved with pineapple support how can i be more involved so yeah. um i jot those those names down as well but uh yeah, but yeah it is mostly me ringing up friends Saying, hey. <laughs> I, I <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, you yes, you most certainly did. And uh, you know, I'm you know, I obviously have my um my background with uh, mental health issues. And let's face it, if you have mental health issues, it's a lifetime thing. And uh like bipolar disorder, which I have, and I'm on meds, I'll be on meds my entire life because of it. And as I said on the on your podcast, I'm a proud bipolar, and you should be. You know, there's really nothing to hide. Uh it's it's something that a high percentage of the population actually has, and it usually goes undiagnosed because it's usually like, oh, they're nuts. It's like, no, they just need some treatment. So Anyway, but I'm nuts too. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, to be in this industry, we all have to be just a bit nuts. So how do you choose your topics for the show? We will either focus topics around what's going on at the time. Mm -hmm. If if there's there's something that is affecting the industry, then 
then we'll focus. So focus on that. Um, right. Or Shelly and I will just sit down and have a think about what we what we feel needs to be discussed if we haven't mm. covered that topic yet. Yeah. Um, and then it's finding that balance between fun and talking about the hard stuff, you know, because yep. if every single week you're covering something that's that's tough to talk about and tough to listen to, then it it can get a little bit much. So it's it's sure. the best. I mean, okay, let's have let, let's make this topic a little bit lighter. We can have a bit <laughs> of a giggle. And sure. then when, when we pick something that we know is going to be hard and the two of us are working out I, the questions, we're just going, oh, no. Oh, <laughs> hey, I can, make, I can make a joke out of anything. I don't know if you ever heard the uh, comedian Sam Kinison. No. Oh, God, you got to Google him. He was funny, man. Um, but Sam, Sam Kinison said, I can make a joke out of anything. He says, I was talking to a friend. He said, and he told him that, and he said, Sam, there's no way you can make a joke out of this. And he said, what? He said, I've got this article here about some homosexual necrophiliacs. And Sam goes, give me the article. (laughs) And he does a routine on homosexual necrophiliacs, and he's on stage, and he's laying down on, you know, face down, and his ass is moving. And he's talking like like he's a dead guy. So- like him, I can make a joke out of anything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you you do need to keep it a little bit light and try and make it, you know, yes. but you know, when you, there are some topics, um, you know, with sexual abuse and things like that, that you go, Oh, okay. This is going to be a really hard one. Yeah. It's uh, hard to make a joke out of that. That's true. Yeah. When we're talking to people about uh, suicide, those who are survivors of suicide and yes. Um, listen to their stories and Shelly with Shelly being a therapist she's very good at kind of disconnecting and asking the right questions and mm-hmm. uh, I'll be sat there kind of holding back tears or just crying uh, and, and before the the podcast wasn't uh, video recorded and now it is <laughs> so I can't yeah. do that I just focus focus and switch off sure. <laughs> take off Shelly please bring the kleenex um is there anything that's out of bounds or that you just won't discuss i think as long as the guests are comfortable talking then then no you know not that i can not that i can really think of i mean we haven't done necrophilia (laughs) (laughs) that's probably a good idea Uh, but yeah, we've had some, we've, we've, we've really had some hard hitting topics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. So because I do approach people that I know, because that I feel more comfortable asking them if, if they're happy to talk about things that I, I'm aware of, they may not mm-hmm. have talked about publicly and then they can say yes right. or no to me again, because I'm a friend and it's not in a, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. you know, right. So. Something they've discussed with you, but you have to ask them if it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, sure. I, I know you've experienced this. Would you be yeah. happy to talk about it on the podcast? Yep. Uh, and then sometimes they, you know, we've, we've had occasions where people have either just while, the, while we've been asking them questions, come up with things that they've forgotten that happened 30 years ago. And oh sure. my God, that's why I do this. And it's almost yeah. like a therapy session. Yeah, exactly. Then, exactly. Yeah. That's how it goes in therapy. Sure. Yeah, and we've had we've had we had a guest on uh, who 
had gone through a really, really hard time. Um, and luckily had had used our therapy services and said, you know, we, we actually saved his life at that at that moment. That wow. it was um you know, there there was rape, there was uh a lot of drug use, hmm. there was um yeah, I gone to some very dark places which I didn't know about and he hadn't spoken about publicly before, but really wanted to do so in order to help other people understand that they weren't on their own and, and you know, there was sure however low you get, there's mm. you know, there's, there's other people going through the same thing and other people yeah. that have that have survived and gone through the other side. Absolutely. Um, so Absolutely. It's, it's great to give people that platform and yes, provide the service. Yeah, no, it, it really does. So I know this, but maybe the people out there don't. Would you consider your podcast more like an interview show or more like a discussion? It really depends mm-hmm. on the guest. Um, we we do write questions out so that we can interview. Yeah. But if the if the guest is is easier, you know, so, some people it just flows with, and then it becomes more of a discussion, and that's the yeah, idea. And, yeah, on ours it was more like I was interviewing you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah probably um so yeah so it's it really depends on who we're talking to it, it's I, I i prefer it as a discussion um but you know sure. a lot of people particularly when you're coming on and talking about something so personal it is you mm-hmm. do need a little bit of coaxing yeah yeah um, absolutely at least most people do <laughs> so <laughs> Talk about how you handle those tougher topics. Shelly. <laughs> <laughs> She's not here. <laughs> uh, it's it's hard because you want to you want to go as deep as possible, but you really have to gauge how the person you're talking with is is feeling. Uh, you know, because at the end of the day, this isn't a therapy session. This isn't behind closed doors. They're talking about something extremely personal mm-hmm. to hundreds of people, thousands of people. Yeah. Uh, so to find that balance to ensure that they are comfortable and you're also managing to make it interesting. Yeah, yeah um, absolutely. Yeah, it can be very hard. It can be very hard, depending on the person you're speaking to and, and how open they are. It can be quite difficult to get that balance right. Of course, that probably has uh, uh, probably that that plays a lot into who you decide to interview, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Okay. So you guys have obviously grown to a large organization. Um, I, I think bringing in a you know, a, a president like Ali and and restructuring and doing some of the things you're doing kind of kind of uh, says a lot about that. Um, and you're working with a full remote team, like you said, all over the world, many countries, many languages. Talk about working with that full remote team and what does that entail on a daily basis? It can be challenging in the sense that everyone's kind of out on their own and -hmm. everyone has completely different jobs. So yes, there's communication via email and texts and we do have regular, regular meetings with, uh, so it's it's basically the the core running, running the show, Mm -hmm. uh, myself, Kelly and Kirsty. So you've got three people that are running the day to day. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Kirsty does the therapy facilitation. Kelly does all of the finance invoices, uh, making sure that all the therapists have their licenses and insurance and compliance stuff up to date. Mm-hmm. And then I have no idea what I do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you do a lot. <laughs> <laughs> everything else, general dog's body, I think. Uh, it's it's great in the fact that everyone can run their own hours. Everyone's mm-hmm. got that nice flexibility. Um, working with a therapist is we you know we're, we're close to two hundred therapists now, yeah. which you know has huge benefits in mm-hmm. in how many re. Um, how many options we have, how diverse um, the, yeah, let's say the resources, you know, people, because there are therapists that specialize in so many different areas and right. there are so many different types of therapy mm-hmm. and there are so many people that some are going to benefit from, from working with a therapist who's more kind of art focused. Some mm. needs someone that's going to really challenge them. And it's great to be able to have that, option have those options at our fingertips basically um interesting but it's been yeah we're talking about we were talking before about you know having that con contact with the content creators and i think that's that's the biggest challenge with working so far removed from the u.s really yeah um it has its challenges but i think it's it the benefits far away far away the challenges Sure. So how excited are you now that we're back to a regular schedule of shows? Oh, I'm really excited. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Uh, I think it's going to change the frequency of travel. You know, uh, uh-huh. 2019, I attended something like 27 shows. Jesus. Yeah. And- okay, Brad, uh, okay, Brad from Mojo Host. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you get used to this routine of always being in an airport, always being on a flight, or yeah. always being in a hotel, and having this two years off where established community at home, been working on the house, spending more time getting to know you mm-hmm. when you're not rushing, has um, put into perspective, you know, the, the, the important things in life. And I think moving forward, the 27 sh- 27 shows is not necessary. <laughs> no. It really it really is and I've never done that volume but I I agree with you. I think it's important to make yourself known and establish yourself as an as an organization, you know, everyone needs to see you everywhere. But we've done that now. Yes. Um so you got to yeah. pick your spots, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I got so. I got there a long time ago in terms of having to pick my spots. Well, plus we don't have the budget for twenty seven shows. I'll just come out and say that. But at the same time, uh, it's just unnecessary. And what I found, um, you know, during the pandemic was my business went way up because I just had a lot more time to work. I had a lot more time in the office, and I wasn't on trips. You know, in airports. Um, not to the extent of you, but you know, you're always your next trip's always coming up, and you're always doing some planning, and that takes time. And I was just, you know, dug in on you know what what I needed to do for my business, and then the podcast is part of that, actually. Yeah, I think you you are absolutely right. We we were in a fabulous position where a lot of the shows obviously covered our 
tickets, cover our hotel rooms. Sure. So paying for paying for a flight, the the benefits outweigh. You know, you you yeah. spend what like five hundred on a flight, provided you get one sponsor, it's covered. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I want that deal. I want that deal. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll see if I can get some sponsors. Um, so how can people help or get involved with Pineapple Sport? Oh, there are loads of different ways. Loads and tell loads me, of different please, ways. Tell you can, me, please, uh, <laughs> uh, Obviously, you can volunteer as a listener. So that was the uh, – I talked about that earlier in the show where you can reach out to somebody at any at any time. Um, and these people are volunteers. They You get a free – free training course in active listening. And then once you've completed that course, there's like another 50 courses that you can take as and when you please on, you know, different aspects of mental health. So, you know, ADHD, depression, uh, addiction, you can take the courses that interest you and just make yourself available as, as and when you feel like it. Um, So that, that's one way we have now set up a membership scheme called pineapples united and that's for individuals who don't just want to donate because yeah it's great to throw to throw a bit of money at something and we we need that money and we hugely hugely appreciate it but what we also want to hear is is what people want what people need so Pineapples United is for those who are working in the in the industry who would like to donate regularly. It starts at uh, I think ten ten dollars a month. With that membership, uh, you are invited to join us for regular meetings with pineapple board members and actually yeah. discuss what you think we should be doing, how That's you awesome. think we can how we think we can improve. <laughs> uh, so, and it's it's been fantastic so far. We've had great response and. I really, really love having that involvement from the community. Sure. Uh, it's been wonderful. Uh, and obviously, sponsor. Yes. Donate in any way. We've got, if, if you can't afford one of the big sponsorships, we always have events coming. And if, if you're interested in sponsoring an event, let me know and I can add you to the mailing list for that. The event sponsorships are usually between 500 and 750. Tweet and chat and. If you see someone that you think is struggling, please tag us so that hmm. we can reach out to them personally. Uh, and just look out for the community. Be nice to each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, don't slam people on the boards. <laughs> you never know what kind of a day they've had. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Everyone's got their own shit going on. And, of course, they can just plain donate any amount, right? Yeah, Absolutely. At any time, you can, you know, hold a fundraiser on Facebook, or there you um, go. or add us on your Amazon. You can select a charity through Amazon Smile. Where we're hmm. on there, that means every time you make a purchase, something like one percent goes to Pineapple Support. But do you oh, know really? what? If okay. hundreds, thousands, if, if 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 lots of people do that, then that's going to that that money adds up, uh, yeah. and it costs you absolutely nothing. There you go. Sounds good. So how can someone find you? That's if you want them to find you. (laughs) Uh, The website is pineapplesupport.org. You can reach us on Twitter and on Instagram at pineappleysw, which stands for your safe word. And we are also on Facebook, which is pineapple.yoursafeword. That's awesome. 
Leah, I'd like to thank you for being our guest again today on Adult Side Broker Talk. And I know we'll get a chance to get another update from you real soon. My broker tip today is part three of how to buy a website. Last week, we talked about finding the right site to buy. Once you find it, what do you do? Once you've either reached the broker of the site or the seller, review the information about the site. The broker should provide you with the following. A profit and loss statement of at least three years that's up to date. If it's June and they give you financials only through the end of the previous year, you need to see what the site is doing now, not last year. If it's a pay site, get a username and password for the site so that you can review the content. Ask how often the site is updated. Get some history on the site, how long it's been in business, the story behind the site, and why the seller wants to sell it. Get an inventory of the content and how much of it has current technologies like 4K. Find out if all the content is exclusive to that site. Ask the seller if the content has ever been on VOD or DVD. See if there are any clip stores the content is on. Find out how much the content costs to produce and what the current cost of production is. Very importantly, see if this operation can run without the owner. Do they do the shooting themselves or do they hire someone to do it? And if there is an outside producer, will that person continue to provide content for the site? Find out how many new joins and rebuilds there are a day. Ask them what is the retention rate on the site. And find out if they do advertising on the site and where they get their traffic. Ask for Google Analytics access so you can see where the traffic comes from. This information will give you the opportunity to truly evaluate what it is you're buying. Then, if everything looks good to you and you want the site, it's time to make an offer. Only you can decide what the site is worth to you. If you're working with a broker, such as, oh, I don't know, let's say adult site broker, of course your broker can help you determine the value of the site. We'll talk about this subject more next week. And next week we'll be speaking with Alex LeCant of Seven Veils. And that's it for this week's Adult Site Broker Talk. I'd once again like to thank my guest, Leah Tannett of Pineapple Support. Talk to you again next week on Adult Site Broker Talk. I'm Bruce Friedman.